All right, let's do this. Let's rock and roll. Here we go. It is Thursday. There's no cheer in my voice after the second time around. It is Thursday, March 4th. Welcome over to Living Room Sports Talk. See, let's take two. Let's do a little cleaning up uh, and look at that. The stream levels are much better after that, after after the the horrible Wi-Fi <laughs> issues have been cleaned up for good, which I actually do think. So this is, you know, a fun little story. I always get the audience tuned into this. So um, we had the Xfinity guy come today, Zach and Chad, you know, excluding you guys. Yeah. Um, he found a lot of uh, noise in the wall. He was saying that it's like FM signals that were like splitting our feed. And that's why our, our thing's been so messed up like the entire duration of our stream the past year. Um, so at least we got to the bottom of that. Uh, and of course, you know, I wanted to show it off by getting it all choppy up, you know, to get the first one going. But anyway, it's that point. It's Thursday, March 4th. We were talking about conference tournaments um, as we kind of, you know, got booted off the air. And honestly, really what we were just talking about was me, you know, worried about this George Mason score. But we got a great show for everyone. So we had the chat cooking and everyone rocking and rolling earlier. But we're, we're talking March Madness. We got trust already. Um, there we go. See, yeah, trust is important. See, he stuck with us through thick and thin. Uh, so we got the chat cooking. Uh, we got NFL chatter, like I was saying earlier. We got um, so we MLB news, too. There's been, you know, some stuff around there. We'll do some divisional previews there. Um, we'll talk about overrated legends. Uh, and we'll talk about the menus, Zach. But I'm not going to jump into it again this time. We're just going to surprise him at the end of the show for that one. Um, but to that point, you guys just want to jump into some clickbait just to catch up with where we were? Yeah, cool. yeah. So, so uh, mine was... Uh, a a clickbait Hall of Famer, Tom Coward. Um, and the, the backstory on this one is there's a guy at Barstool, Joey Monero, um, and he just imitates Coward and, and all of his ridiculous nonsense that he puts out about like his quarterback rankings and, and whatnot and what he has as his criteria and all of it. Um, so last night, Baker Mayfield saw a UFO and tweeted about it. And this morning I woke up and, and, and Joey had already put out a video um, of what he was saying that Coward was going to say, which was like, you know, players like Russell Wilson, Tom Brady don't have time uh, for, for seeing aliens. Um, and then later in the afternoon on Coward's show, he apparently had a segment where he talked about, you know, Baker Mayfield seeing aliens and half none of the great quarterbacks have ever reported that they've seen an alien, except for one, Kieran. One quarterback. Do you know who that quarterback is? Aaron Rodgers. It is, That's yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, I just, I, I found that funny that uh, quite literally the guy that imitates um, the other one put out a funny video first to which Coward legitimately had that segment in his show that day. Um, just like... But he cares about the weirdest stuff. Um, and I think that's the reason why, is he knows that when he puts out those videos, it's going to get views from someone. So there's my clickbait. Yeah, I don't know what's been this obsession. It must be Corona or something. Everyone would be bunkered down. But this whole like, UFO chat of last year, like, first of all, I don't even care at this point. <laughs> well, they, released, they released, like, files. I, for, I don't know. I didn't read into them, but apparently they... Uh, Top secret. Really no one could read them, so it was a moot point. <laughs> it's yeah. exactly what you said. That's the people are probably watching too many documentaries on Netflix or uh, Ancient Aliens on uh, the History Channel or whatever. It's called. <laughs> well, all right. Since that point, what, what do you got for us tonight? I will say that show is actually pretty interesting. But uh, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. So Mike Bay, Mike Bay might as well be a UFO because it's just so ridiculous. Is uh, hmm. Shaq came out and said. 
he believes there are five current players who could score 81 in a game right now. Uh, Kyrie Irving, Steph Curry, James Harden, Devin Booker, and Kevin Durant. And it really doesn't matter listing the names because this is extremely just super hypothetical and doesn't really mean anything else. <laughs> right, exactly. So just uh, I came out through ESPN, so what do you expect, you know? But hey. Well, you know, that's you're like a perfect tight man for me just to jump into mine. Unless Chad, do you want to chime in there for a sec? No, nah, no, nah, it's just it's just typical ESPN stat. Like it's uh, that and the LeBron stats are, are always just the worst. Something else. The <laughs> worst. To that point, but it's funny because I'm just going to keep it in the ESPN circuits for you boys here. So, um, I was trying to do the Diana thing. Nah, it's not going to work for this one. You know, um, Diana Rossini, though, from ESPN tweeted out that uh, she just texted with an NFL head coach about the upcoming cuts and what he expects, dot, dot, dot. And then, quote, it's going to be a massacre next week all around the league. So I wish we, like, what were you guys saying in our little in our little show chat uh, this week when I was talking about that? It's like, wait, well, really good figure. People are gonna get cut. This is in the off season. How about that? <laughs> Chad had a really good analogy. I forget what it was, but it was hilarious. Yeah, I'm trying to remember. Um, oh, it was about daylight savings time. Oh yeah, it was. It was like uh, that. We could put out something on our own without talking to anybody, and just say like source. Um, everybody's phones are going to be sprung forward an hour before team goes to OTAs. <laughs> and we wouldn't be wrong because everybody's phones would automatically spring forward. <laughs> exactly. That's uh, so true. By the way, I love this. Trust is offering us some clickbait in the chat, too. He was saying Bleacher, that Bleacher Report is starting uh, to become the LaMelo Report uh, with LaMelo Ball, everything. That LaMelo Ball, easy breeze. Um, they have to post something about it, which is funny because I actually don't even follow them anymore on social media. I had to get rid of it just because it was so bad. But Zach, I feel like you, you go there for some clickbait, right? If you're thirsty for it. Yeah, I feel like Bleacher Report and Sports Illustrated are solid clickbait resources uh, when ESPN is is a little is, is in a drought, which doesn't is, is rare, but it happens. I, I will say, though, trust is LaMelo is kind of bald. So um, they do overuse the, the postings on him, but uh, he, he's playing much better than a lot of people thought he, he would. He's really taking over that team. Yeah, it's funny. I mean, I was trying, you know, it's funny. I saw the comeback with the, against the Kings that we were talking about from Mojo Mondi, but I really haven't thought the Hornets too much. I can't say too, I know too much about him right now. Yeah, I mean, he's, it's really just LaMelo Ball. Um, Malik Monk was hurt and came back and not really himself this year. Um, like, it's, he's just playing really well. LaMelo is playing really well. Um, yeah, I saw something. It might have been from Bleacher Report saying that Lamelo is playing like we thought Lonzo would, or I forget who said that. If that was a quote from someone or Bleacher Report. Yeah, that, I like that. That's pretty good. Yeah. Um, all right. So that point was sticking to the basketball circuits to talk a little bit about the conference tournaments. China, you don't really feel like it, and I'm proud of you today. I know. I know. See, I know this is tough. Like, I I know this is tough when because I'll. I'll kind of hype you up here for before we start talking about LaSalle basketball. We're going to get really hype up LaSalle basketball at the end of the show. But, um, you know, when your team is definitely not going to make the tournament, like, at all. <laughs> that, that conference tournament is like your candy bar into the – maybe going into Willy Wonka's Chocolate Factory. Like, you just yeah. want to open it up so badly and know it's gold. And, like, 
it's no different than you buy a lottery ticket like that once or twice a year or whatever when like the Powerball is over a gazillion dollars and like you just kind of think to yourself like I always tell people this like it's actually a good thing when you feel sad when you lose because you thought like even if there was a one in trillion chance like you actually thought for whatever reason because just you're you you would win but anyway it's kind of the same thing with the conference tournaments a little bit right like I'm gonna be sitting in this exact boat with Temple and they're gonna sink right out of the gate I'm like I'm, all, I'm so ready for it it's almost like um we're both just in the gallows right now but to that point as I'm Mr. Negative here I'm just I'm trying to be like Eeyore for you because I know it was it was tough um but I'll let you almost take it from there with what happened with uh, your explorers and, and the A10 tournament. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, there's just there's really nothing nothing, nothing like the A10 tournament because um, for my entire time at LaSalle and out of LaSalle, um, they have been legitimately like the eighth through thirteenth seed every single year. Like they're just right in that like bottom. Or like middle bottom the first tier, day. yeah. They're playing, they're playing middle, middle, middle bottom tier, and like the the intro is always the same as they're highlighting the teams that have the double buys <laughs> and the buys. And you're just like that's not LaSalle. They do not have two days off. No, they used playing. to work your way back to the left of that bracket. <laughs> yeah. So um, and it's always like it's usually Davidson, um, but it's always a team that that we're playing is a team that also is not very good, but will just shoot lights out. Like, their three-point shooting is the best part of their game. Um, so I know going into it, like, they're going to be shooting, like, 40%, 50% um, from three-point range. Um, so, you know, a little nerves. But like you said, it's it's the, the ticket to the tournament, which um, I was one year um, too late for, for LaSalle. So I didn't get to see that run, even though, I mean, I was loving it from home. Um, but anyway... Uh, you put the bets in, you think they're going to do it, and 11 a.m. comes around, you're watching from work, and uh, then it's like, what, 1 o'clock, 1.30, and my my heart was ripped out, I lost all my money, and I wasn't feeling good. <laughs> yeah, and he's up to finish the work day. Yeah, he's up to finish the work day. Yeah, I had the St. Joe's, Joe's kids texting me, Hawk will never die, like, it's it was... Fun. Yeah, especially locally, that sucks. It's a big five elimination. <laughs> it doesn't really get worse than that. It's kind of funny. I even put, took a picture of like myself in the office. I was watching it. That's almost the best part of this time of year, you know. And you're watching yeah. 11 a.m. basketball and it means something, you know. I, I, I feel like I haven't experienced this since I was like out on the West Coast for work like a year ago. When, when it's like you wake up and you have games on at like 10, 11 o'clock in the morning. Um, oh, look, George Mason is rolling along. Uh, good. So yeah. you want to you want to hear something wild, Karen? I'm always down to is, a, a wild fairy tale. Sure. I mean, it's not really a fairy tale. It's just just no. how things work out in my life. Is um, let's see. I'm trying to find. I don't want to be wrong on the numbers here. Um, so yeah. So St. Joe's basketball was five and fifteen this year, um, and. Two of those wins were against LaSalle. Um, as well as Ryan Daly played, I think, six games this year. I think he played the first game, got hurt, and then mm -hmm. missed the rest up until coming back the game against us the first time. Um, so Ryan Daly won five games this year. Two of them were against LaSalle. And he played in six games. Two of them were against LaSalle. So just the, be the best, one of the best players in the A-10 doesn't play the entire season. 
but somehow gets the two games that, you know, my team plays them, and we lose both. Yeah. Zach, I mean, <laughs> you want to put therapist here for a sec? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it just, just never fails, you know? It's just, it's just uh, I guess, how it goes. It's like, I don't know too much about the A-10 besides, I guess, the Delonte West and Jameer Nelson years. <laughs> so, um, yeah, no, that's, that's the worst of those inter-conference inter rivalries, especially you know, when that happens. Yeah. Ugh. It's it's essentially like uh, like uh, if Deshaun came back against you guys and just, you know, had like two punt returns and you guys lost. Like, it's not – it would be great. Uh, when you said about the St. Joe's – kids texting you that uh i definitely had some ptsd from from that <laughs> game in particular from the, the sean jackson pump return so yeah yeah. <laughs> I've been there. I, yeah what else we got so, rocking karen well it's funny i'm like looking right now because i feel like our video is all choppy <laughs> so i'm like trying to like do like open hearts or like look around like trying to figure it out like this is like, the mulled over playlist on Oh, yeah, yeah, I like the, oh, look at this. We've got Trust the Rutgers guy. What, uh, well, and so that's, to that point, all the bigger conferences. I'll even read this off. So the bigger conferences, we'll just spend some March Madness share. So bigger conferences go off next week. So I wrote it down, actually, for you guys. So the American East, the A-10, the Atlantic Sun, I'll pull up the, the graphics of all the, the conferences for you guys. So the American East, the A-10, the, uh, the Atlantic Sun, the Big South, the Horizon League, the Ohio Valley, the Southern Conference, the Missouri Valley Conference, all have either started or are starting today. Um, and then over the weekend, the Summit, Sun Belt, and Northeast and Colonial tournaments we all um, So let's say, you know, let's say kind of like a fun little popcorn question off the top. There goes a little elementary school throwback for you. Um, oh, good. I'm glad the video looks good to everyone else. I, I, does it look <laughs> I don't know. I thought it looked really choppy. But nevertheless, that's why I'm like really like looking around. Like, like there's like a murder in the room. Like just like putting a gun at me like behind the camera. Um, all right. But anyway, to that point. Uh, I'm not even trying to be funny. Like, is there a, 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 what, I mean, a Chad, I'll even put this in on us to like, maybe not pick the A-10 because we always talk about how much we enjoy that one. Mm-hmm. Is there one of these mid-major conferences you enjoy watching the most and or maybe being because you feel like there's a dark horse that might come out of it like Gonzaga with the West Coast Conference? Like, whatever. I'll look, kind of start with you there. <laughs> not really. That's, that's, I don't know. Like, I, I, I guess I guess I watch is the American but like I don't really watch any of the like it college basketball it's weird for me. College football I watch everything. But college basketball I really stick to um the power five and then the A ten. Like I think I'm just so indulged in A ten that it's it, it takes up way too much of my time and it's just really bad basketball but like exciting. <laughs> so um, it's 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 tough to like open myself up to more. I feel like <laughs> I, I would my I guess my take on this weekend in particular or these mid majors is like, do we watch these or me and Chad? We just said, but like, do people watch these to kind of get some like do some recon for the tournament, or, like to try to pick teams who they think are promising? Like I know for me, I kind of just honestly just wait until. The week before, and I'm like, and then then I'll do research like on these certain teams, and I'll watch a little bit of shows and, and see. But like, other than that, I mean, I don't really. No, no offense to the mid majors, I, I don't really find much value unless you're bet yeah. unless you're a betting man. That's that's what I was about to say. Is I think, especially these early round early round 11 a.m. starts mm-hmm. um, for games that you really don't know much about either the two teams. 
uh, I would have to say that's a hundred percent just the betting crowd. Mm. Um, I will yeah. say they oh, the end, though. Hunter's got some good stuff in the chat. I was going to say I will. I love the Colonial one. The Patriot League's a fun one too. I, and, and, and I will Ivy say the Ivy. I do like the Ivy as well. Like Harvard and Yale and, and Princeton. I feel like yeah, it sucks even Penn. Penn's like lately that. was. Yeah. Well, this this game's coming down into the wire a little bit. We got GW and George Mason. I, it's like a tongue. I can't say George George Washington and George Mason. Like there we go. They're, they're, Wait, like Karen, Nicholas do you go to a Penn football game or Penn basketball game? Or no, Princeton football game. Which? Oh, me and my dad went to Princeton football. Okay, game. that's yeah. what it is. Yeah, we used to go to. Well, me and my family used to go to a bunch of there. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, I like going. To, yeah, Ivy League games are a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, I'm with I'm with Hunter in the chat. I like I like the Colonial League. You know, there's some, some fun stuff. Lehigh in there. You know, maybe you should, Colgate. Actually. You should actually just you should you should tell the story about who you met at the at the game. Just complete game at the Princeton game. Oh, Kyle Brandt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, interesting. We're talking football, but I'm not sure. <laughs> and the, the Ivy League's not playing basketball right now. But yeah, let's talk about that. So yeah, me and my dad. Okay, ready? We can be, I can make this story. 10 seconds, ready? Mm-hmm. So we're at the Princeton game. I looked down and like three rows in front of me, I said to my dad, hey, that's Kyle Brandt from Good Morning Football. And uh, which to that point, the whole game, okay, I actually can tell the story, <laughs> I guess. But but we're just kind of back and forth the whole time. Like, is that really him? I don't know. Like, it's definitely him. Like, I, and then it's like, should you say something? It's like, I don't know. Like, and, and so he was awesome. I mean, like he's playing with his son. And I, like, I don't have to go up and like just disrupt that. It's a Saturday. Like, he's having fun with this, you know, with his kids at the game. And, um, so we were leaving. I just knew I wouldn't be able to like live with myself and just like say hi. Like, and so I just gave like a gentle tap on the shoulder. I was like, Hey, Mr. Brandt, like, just you know, uh, huge fan of the show. You know, I just wanted to just like let you know, I don't want to take a lot of your time with your family and stuff, but just big fan. We love you. And he was like, super nice. He's like, Oh, what's your name? He, like, shook my hand. He's like, Oh, okay, I'm a Karen. He like, was like, Oh, nice. Like, who's your team and stuff? And I was like, Oh, you know, it's a tough, that's a tough question. You know, I'm out of the Packers, but. <laughs> For him, thankfully, the Packers sucked that year. So at that point, I was just like, all right, well, you know, like, just whispered mm-hmm. it, basically. And then I just said, I don't want to take any time to left. But, yeah, awesome guy. So, yeah, there you go. We got sidetracked. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, awesome guy. That would be a bucket list item to get, get him on the show. <laughs> oh, my God. Can you imagine? Could you imagine? Oh, my God. Right. You would have to in the email we send over be like, hey, like, I was, I was that guy that, you know, introduced myself at the Princeton game. <laughs> oh, whatever. Yeah. Well, you know the crazy <laughs> – craziest thing is so the reason why my family used to go was we used to go when i was a little kid and and kyle played at princeton mm-hmm. and because we had a family friend that played linebacker for them at the time and i actually looked up when they were both on the depth chart i'm pretty sure they were teammates for at least a few years so that's so we never get them off to ask him that question but um cool. yeah there we go but all right back to basketball look at this oh, he's <laughs> running away um all right but you know let's kind of spit it back into like a little bit of tournament chatter i saw that connor uh, Gillespie went down for Nova, and I didn't get the updated tweet. I know I got the one with Jay Wright saying that they're having an MRI. MCL. So I, I guess they saw MCL, yeah, yeah. toward MCL. Yeah, yeah. And he's out for the year, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yep. <clears throat> That's a huge. Well, they huge said loss. believed to be out for the rest of the year, which I don't know what that means. Because he, I don't know if he's not getting surgery right away and going to see if he can play on it, or if he is getting surgery and. That just meant that he's out the whole year, but I assume that he's not going to play again this year. Yeah, likely out is not it's such a weird, weird uh, classification. <laughs> yeah, I mean you can I, you can you can walk on a torn MCI. Obviously, you can't play sports. It's all about mobility. Um, well, and like I'll even the problem with but the MCL, I'm not sure. 
Well, and you look at him, I'm just saying, like, oh, Aaron Rodgers did it. But, like, the thing is, for a quarterback, you're really just dropping back and you can just basically numb up your knee and just you're, – you're using your arm for most of it. You, don't, you can't really run a whole lot. Um, but to that point, so I, I feel like basketball, especially as a guard, I mean, well, like, especially you're anything, cutting, right just, you're jumping, time, yeah. you're running, you're cutting. There's no way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's possible. Yeah, and, and we can – I don't want to just do the whole thing. So are they in trouble? But, like, you know, we'll, we'll just get to their tournament chances when the bracket rolls out. Um, it's kind of funny too. I was writing some notes for the, the show today. And I kind of felt like it was deja vu a little bit, you know, with like how we did the show a year ago. And it was like, you know, we were talking about these tournaments with the mid majors and we were like hyped on what was it, Lincecum or whatever. They're, whatever they're talking about, by the way, <laughs> Lipscomb, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're, yeah, they're minus five. Um, but uh, I don't even know who they're playing. And then, we're, and then everything just fell apart while they're on air. on them. I forget what the reason was, but I even wrote an article about how much fun it was. I think it was they kept covering. Is that what it was? They just literally kept covering. I feel like did someone come on our show and say like, "Oh, like that'd be." I forget what it was, but (laughs) I'm pretty sure whatever that article I wrote a year ago, I mentioned like why we jumped on the train and it was it was fun. Um, All right, you guys want to jump real quick into some football chatter too? I mean, it's kind of funny we're just talking about Kyle Brandt stuff, Um, but we got JB in the chat too. Um, But let's uh, yeah, let's talk a little bit of football. So you want to start Big Ben? Yeah, 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 he took a he took a pay cut. Um, it's uh, it's I feel like that's not new, but a lot more people in the NFL are doing that now. It, you know, the end of their career, um, they want to try and get one more run at it, and basically, the money that they were paid earlier their, earlier in their career, which they deserve, they're they're taking a little bit off or deferring it to later years, um, and that's what Big Ben did today to you know basically say. Let's go get some more guys and see what we can do this year. Do you? And I got a question. Do you think? So originally he was supposed to make nineteen million. And I guess he's down to fourteen million now. Like mm-hmm. five million is, I guess, is enough to get like a solid defensive player or like an additional player, or whatever. Do you think that's like enough to actually make a significant difference? No, they they saved fifteen million against the cap. That was okay. Because he, so he's so he was supposed to make nineteen and. Ended up dropping it down to fourteen, but he also deferred a lot of money to like years in advance. Gotcha, like the guarantees so, and all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's not taking much money at all this year. Um, they're saving fifteen, I believe it was fifteen mil against the cap. Um, so they can they can make some moves. Then I mean they're set up like the one the article I wrote the other week. Like they're set up to really. I feel like him doing that obviously frees up to bring in some. Some guys were resigned. Some key he's not players. That good. No, no. But what I'm saying is, it sets them up like for years to come. Like they'll draft a younger quarterback now, be behind him for this year, and then he's then for that this guy. This is like Joe Flacco esque, but just with a with a sexier gloss on it. Oh my but, god! Really? I mean, I don't know. I he think was, so. He he was doing pretty well with being a check down quarterback this past year. What do you mean? The Rivers, okay, so they went 11-0. And well, the playoff like, everyone forgot they went 11-0. That's how irrelevant they looked doing it. And then <laughs> they stumbled their way through. And then, like, then after that, everyone yeah. was like, this offense well, broke in. I don't know. But think about this. Like, I, we all don't really think Juju's that great of a receiver. And Deontay... I think he's, a, receiver, I think he's a head case. Yeah, I mean, Deontay is like a very skilled receiver, but, but I swear to God, good in the Steelers uniform. <laughs> probably, but I swear to God, Deontay Johnson dropped like 
three to four passes oh, per the, game. Oh, per game. the NFL drops? I think so. He, he had to have. Like, it was it was not great. So, I, so, I feel, yeah. No, I, feel, I feel like, uh, you know, if you, like, if you compare it to almost like not comparing Ben to Peyton Manning, but like Ben going into his last year, I think is way better than Peyton Manning going into his last year. And I think the Steelers' defense, maybe not as good as Denver's, but it's fairly close, right? So It's pretty I good, base, yeah. Yeah, so I don't know. I feel like they could have something, you know, one last shot. I don't know if they're going to do it, but I'm not trying to tell Sam and him when their Super Bowl in March, but, you know. Um, that time of year. <laughs> I mean, it's just – it's just it, it always is cool to see when these guys who made a lot of money in their career will just do that last thing to, to just go try and win it as a team. Yeah. I completely agree. Ready for Ratchets to do it. <laughs> Um, speaking of the NFC North, uh, I saw Desmond Trufant got cut by the, the Lions. Is this a big? It's funny. I almost feel like he's that guy. I'm like, wait, didn't he get cut like three times ago? Like, <laughs> I was just thinking, like he's been around forever, right? Like, I know, I know, I know. Or, and and Van Noy too. Yeah, yeah. Like, that was that was over the course of the like, I forgot to upload the the other ones. That was an interesting one. Like, I don't have his stats, but he, I think he signed like a four year, fifty million mm-hmm. or fifty one million deal, and then his yeah. first year they cut him. Yeah, and it's not like I, – I, I don't think he was terrible last year. He just didn't really fit their defense. So, I mean – Well, it, you know, it's at least spin this into a bigger bigger conversation, right? So, NFL free, NFL free agency is 13 days away. Um, you know, obviously anyone that's cut can sign earlier like J.J. Watt did, just to, to clarify for folks. Um, but, right, if, you're, if your contract expired, quote-unquote, like, like Ken Jones, like people like that. Um, and, Zach, you got a few. Uh, but – yeah, so two two weeks away, but I want to. I always want to preface this by saying, like, I think the weird thing about free agency and Zach, I hate picking on you and, and the Eagles, but the Eagles with the dream team, where they made a lot of signings, obviously, not only, and then like the Giants with the with the boot team, obviously, the first year they go ten six, and then one by one the, the sign it just kind of fell apart with all the free agent moves they made. My my point being, right, like, I think as fans we get kind of horny for like all the different you know jersey swaps and stuff like that, but at the end of the day. Aren't these mostly players that teams are saying, "I am, I'm good. I, I'm, I'm good without you." Right? And there's, there's a reason why that they're injury prone. Whether they cost a lot of money, like, there's a lot of different layers behind it. But basically, at some point, they're saying a franchise is saying, "You aren't worth the money that like you think you deserve." Right? Like, and that's and sure, right? You find guys like Malcolm Jenkins for the Eagles, right? Where they do make a signing and it was a good fit. But in general, I just kind of always sit here and I'm like, it's about the draft. The free agency is about just kind of, you know, stitching the bow together, but like, I don't know. I don't know. What do you guys think? Am I just, am I just like negative? I no, you're right. A game or what? You're right. I mean, it, I think it really just plays down to like overall roster makeup. Like, I mean, if, if you're going after a guy that, uh, that just is that last puzzle piece, um, it, it can work out great for you. But if you're trying to find, you know, a, a um, player that's going to turn around your franchise like that, that usually doesn't come from free agency. It, that's more of a draft type thing. Um, but you know, there's always the diamonds in the rough. It's just more times than not, these, these bigger name players that hit free agency, it doesn't always go the way that we think it's going to go. So you're, you're right. Yeah. I, I want to add Van Noy had six sacks last year, his second most in his career. So 
Yeah, he's a personnel issue. Yeah, right. I heard. I should phrase. I heard on the internet he's a bad locker room guy. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Uh, but yeah, no, I. Uh, with Chad saying is exactly right. It's I think what happens is, is I know like for me at least, and especially the last handful of years, like the Giants have been haven't made the playoffs, obviously. So like the off season, it's like all right, great. Like I'm optimistic. All right, what can we do better? All right, we signed this guy. All right, and then I'll find every possible positive to try to make it seem like. It's oh great. yeah. Oh like, yeah. Yeah, but like I mean, the nice thing is, is like I view it as like all right, if a player cuts this guy, he's still you know semi young or whatever. Um, like how can he prove them wrong and prove us like, right. You know, like I, I try to view it more as like a positive instead of just like, Oh, well they say he sucks. So I guess he sucks. You know, um, like James Bradbury, game for example, dude, cause I've, I've been playing that game the last few years and it hurts when the season starts and you're just like, well, come on. <laughs> no, I've been playing that game for 29 years. So I get it. <laughs> <laughs> Believe me. But, uh, yeah, no, I, I think it's exciting cause you get like new, new faces, new places and, you know, try to see where you were weak and you bring in new, new blood and, yeah, it, it's like a double-edged sword, though. It, it'll it'll break your heart as well as well, make you happy. So, well, it's fun too because the draft. It's almost like uh, having like your birthday either like right before or after Christmas because it's like if you didn't get what you wanted, you have like another round to like kind of get back to like maybe what you really wanted, and that's kind of how the draft is right after free agency. Yeah, that's a good point. The draft the draft is like the ultimate for sure. Oh, it's like my spring game where like I get the Miller lights again and do the music and the get up like, and I'm much more joyous to be around because you know there's there's no pressure of the game. Exactly. Um. Yeah. But all right. Anyway, my pressure. <laughs> you know, it's funny to that point. Did you guys watch? Just, I'm, I'm just curious. Did you guys watch that Al Davis thirty for thirty at all without the Raiders? No. It was good. I, I recommend it. I'm gonna make a point of it actually later on in the show. But um, and then you know, one other thing I just saw. Not that this is like really like headline news, but. Um, I did see as I looked to pull it up. Um, I'm like, I want one for Christmas. I'm just metaphorically. Uh, but anyway, um, no, I'm looking at this tweet. So I guess what they're like renaming Arrowhead, kind of like. Yeah, it's a lot though. It's like let's see, GHA Field at Arrowhead Stadium. I guess G GHA. I hate that type company. of stuff. That's like the the the. The Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim, or something like that. Yeah, it's bizarre. Very bizarre. It's a little weird. <laughs> I guess uh, trying to bring money in. Yeah, yeah. That's all it is. Yeah. Uh, speaking of money, Chad uh, John B was money last night. Yeah, he if 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 he keeps up the season he's having and LeBron wins over him, I'm not going to be happy. That's true. Well, he will win over him. I can already just tell you, probably. He, works, so. <laughs> he does. I know it's a popularity contest. It's that's why it really bugs me. But I'm hoping that Embiid. Oh, Embiid's been back to being himself online this year too, which is good. Uh, yeah, he's yeah. Fun so yeah, that helps. That, that helps a lot. Um, and to that point, uh, you know, speaking of the internet, I saw this. Uh, Aaron Boone, Jesus, having a uh, heart surgery. Yeah, pacemaker, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. random. Like, just out of the blue. I mean, it's. I got that alert as I was at work, and I was like, whoa. It's, I, didn't, I didn't read anything about that. I didn't see anything anywhere that he was having issues going into it, and then pacemaker. So, crazy. Did they say when his, like, his return could be? I don't know, but I did see that he had a – I mean, he didn't tweet it out, but I did see on Twitter someone had 
posted um, a quote that he had said. Now, this is great, too, that he just mentioned, you know, if anyone, um, just if anyone has a heart issue, just to, you know, remain vigilant, you know, on it and go to the doctor if you have any symptoms or discomfort. And I'm not, like, virtue signaling. I'm just reading the tweet. Um, but, you know, right now, it's just, I think it's great, too, that just, you know, it's, like, it's one of those things where I'm just a big believer, right, when, like, when bad things happen, like, what, like, how do people respond, right? And then you look at with Aaron Boone, it's like, he's already trying to get people, like, his first thought is, is get back on the diamond and, and tell people to start looking about you, like, like checking, uh, for, you know, like, all that stuff. And, and, and I think it's a good reminder for all of us, whether you have a heart condition and stuff, you gotta go to the doctor, like, get checked out, make sure you're right. So, um, that is me doing, I guess, my little medicine virtue signaling there. You like that? Yeah, that was very <laughs> powerful. That's about as yeah, that's about as far as the virtue signaling as I think I'm gonna be. You know, I wouldn't even say this. It's almost like you know, two feet in bounds. Um, all right, but let's actually let's go to back to the baseball stuff. Um, did you guys see too? There's um, there's some other cool stuff. Did you guys see there's gonna be a Luke Garrett Day coming up? It was that June or July second, something. Yes, yeah, so it was right? June second. Um, yeah. Yeah, and then the the whole idea is to bring awareness to to ALS. Um, you know, I'll even play the, real quick the video for uh, for the audience with the little announcement they made. I consider myself the luckiest man on the face of the earth. If you want to do something bad enough, you're going to work for it. And that's what I'm going to do. Every record in the book is there to be beaten. It is a craze that has swept the nation, and this actually is a good one. And there's a natural connection between ALS and, and uh, Major League Baseball because of Lou Gehrig. We need baseball to fully support us in this fight. To have worldwide support in Nice Bucket Town meant everything. As long as there are guys like Lou who can't throw in the sponge, anything can happen. I might have been given a bad break, but I've got an awful lot to live for. Today. Yeah, that's gonna be that's gonna be really cool. Yeah, no, it's a really great thing from the league. You want a curveball, by the way? I looked down at my mic and it said I was muted the entire time, but apparently you guys could hear me, so. You cut out for like a solid two seconds, but that was it. Really, that's it? Mm-hmm. Oh, it's a bunch of like work where you think you're muted and you're not, right? Yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> all right, but real quick, do you guys want to see the baseball previews? And we'll, like, kind of, because we, we have time before the season starts, or did you guys want to do that tonight? No, it's fine. Have fun good. by me. Yeah. No, keep, I think keep yeah. flying around. Absolutely. Uh, all right, perfect. And then the other headline I saw is, I guess, what Jackie Bradley Jr. signed with the Brewers. All right, so let's bounce back. Just, just right, right over that, but yeah. Like, yeah. Um, <laughs> That's a decent signing, right? I mean, yeah, I think yeah. so. I was kind of so, – The oh, thing chat, team, it's just, well, he's just getting – yeah, yeah. Well, here's yeah. like a side tangent. Like, I, I it's hard, right, with, with baseball because they start signing – like, like you don't see football players signing in the middle of training camp. It's like – it's just usually all that stuff's figured out once the season starts. Where baseball is the one sport where it's like, ah, I'll just show up halfway through the season if I feel the need. Like, it's like, what? <laughs> That's true. These agents, agents hold on as long as they can for the money. It's uh, it's interesting. Well, you know, you know what was interesting? Well, actually, real quick, you know what was also interesting? I saw a stat. Let me pull this up. It was, and I saw Marshall Harris had an awesome quote tweet to this, but. Which of course I didn't. I forgot to load. But um, basically, it was, just, it was a stat saying MLB fans who drink the most. And basically, I guess what they did was they did a ratio of like how much alcohol or how many like how many, like the average beer one person mm-hmm. drinks to the game against. The yeah, I, I think this time. was. I, there's no way this was accurate in my well, opinion. But I think it is because the, the Phillies were in the bottom, but 
to Marshall mm-hmm. Harris's point, he was saying it's because everyone's like if you breathalyze everyone, add in how many beers were drank before you go in, right? Different ball game. Who had the most? I can't say on the thing. It was the Reds. Is it really that small even for our graphics? Damn it. Well, it's all my it's all my fans. So okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, trust well why, why the Reds? I guess they like just depressed and need a drown out. It's like getting turned in a Great American Ballpark. Or that, yeah. Or the, maybe they're really cheap there. That could be a thing. Maybe they're like two dollar beers. Well, I remember um, at, when I went to the Rockies game, it was three dollar drafts before the game started. Up in yeah. the yeah. Of course, okay. like, still, it's pretty cool. I mean, yeah. And then uh, the Diamondbacks had something like that where it was like, you know, like $1 drafts or something like that, like for like during BP or something like that. Yeah. That's amazing. Maybe that's partially why, because the Phillies never do any of that type of fun stuff. I, I was at a, a Sixers game, not to go off a little bit, but. Please. They either had, it was either Stella or Bud Light, and Stella was the premium beer. A Stella was like $11, and the Bud Light was ten twenty five. I was like, mm-hmm. all right, I, I can spring for the extra. 75 cents for a little bit better beer. Well, you know, it's funny, too. I heard, in, and I, I've never been to Europe, but I've heard in Europe, Stella to them is like almost like Budweiser or like Natty Light to us. I heard that about Peroni, too, over there. Really? Yeah. That's mm-hmm. tough. Yeah. Um, I, I, I will, Miller Light is just, there's nothing better in my opinion, so. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> you know, these cans I have, probably from Mutual, they're called Backpackers. I saved them because there's like green and yellow to it, so I thought, you know, Backpack. There you go. Backpack <laughs> with the Packers. Nice. And then, you know, I might as well do a little can tour here because, you know, I like this one that Levante did too, the Heart of the 90s with the Seinfeld ink in it. So, yeah. There <laughs> you go. There's a little can tour. Uh, nice. Yeah. We're really getting sidetracked tonight. It's the sidetrack edition of the show. Sidetrack special. Really make, our, especially really make our name known. But this is kind of fun. I, like, I kind of like that we're wandering around. Um, but let's get, all right, so the, let's get back on topic. All right. Let's, <laughs> let's, um, let's get to a little thing I saw. Did you guys see what Jim Baham did today or yesterday after their game? They won, by the way. They beat Clemson. I saw the headline, but I didn't actually see what exactly it was. Bizarre. Did you hear this, Chad? Uh, no, you you texted me about it. It was the first time I heard it. All right, here. I'm just going to play this clip for everyone real quick before uh, before I break it all down. If I played Justin Pagari, we'd probably be 22-2 and two now. I just didn't see that. I couldn't figure that out by myself after 45 years. I need a reporter to figure that out who's never played basketball and is five foot two. Uh, go ahead, Anthony. With your- yeah, it was a little weird. But just a typical, if you, if you knew anything, if you ever played basketball before, blah, blah, blah. Like, and he basically was saying I, how if, um, if like, that he, he needed a five foot two reporter that never played basketball before to tell him. To do whatever, I guess. I they didn't have the question before the thing, so unfortunately, the context of that. But um, it was funny because I like uh, Matt Newman's articles for the Athletic. He's one of the beat writers for the, uh, for the Packers, and he went to Syracuse. And I just kind of thought it was funny because he kind of called, called him out. I was just saying how you know it's ironic that you know that Jim Bam basically going after a reporter when he can't really recruit. Really, the only year that Syracuse had like an incredible year was like the mellow year, but outside of that, they've had like, just, you know, it's been relatively mediocrity, which you kind of stop and you think about it, you're like, yeah, you know, kind of has been a little, you know? Yeah, yeah it's not the greatest team. No. Um, and it kind of got me thinking, as I was texting you guys today, that like, what are some things in like overrated legends, like people or things or whatever, are just like, oh my god, yeah, like, like that's amazing, and it's like, but what, like, no. Um, so I'll say, do you guys want to start? Yeah, let's do it. 
Um, Zach, why don't, you, why don't you go first? Yeah, for sure. I, I also thought of an honorable mention, but I'll start out with my, my number one. So, uh, basically, the assist from Dad, I think, Karen. Uh, Yao Ming. Yao Ming. Um, you know, I, I know he gets a lot of credit, obviously, you know, when he came in, you know, obviously from, was it, it was China, I believe, right? Um, mm-hmm. In the, the NBA, you know, he's a massive guy. He was, that was the biggest thing was his height. He's seven foot six. You know, he, he's huge. I mean, look at the picture. I mean, Jesus. But uh, yeah. when you break down his career, he, over his eight years, he played 486 games. So he averaged just about 60 games a year. Um, out of those eight seasons, he only played in four full seasons. Like, he just had a ton of injuries. I mean, when you're that big of a dude, like, you're, I think you're, you're just bound to have more injuries than a normal human being. I mean, <laughs> when you're that weight and that height, seven foot six, Jesus, when you're playing that sport. So his best season, I think he was, he averaged 25 points and like nine rebounds. And his most rebounds he averaged in the season was 10. Now, you would think someone like him would be 15 yeah. rebounds a game or, or more, like his career average is nineteen and nine. Um, yeah, it's un- under ten rebounds. It's insane. Yeah, yeah, and like he's never, he never won a championship or anything like that. So I don't know. Like mm-hmm. he gets viewed in his legendary status, and he's always like kind of you view him as like in leagues with like Shaq for some reason. It's just why. Like wait a second, yeah, you, you got to do the work. Like do the background and realize, like okay, never mind. I, yeah, I think what people get tied up in with him is like. He was kind of like Boban before Boban, except like better. So, like Boban gets all these accolades and stuff just for being a huge man playing basketball. <coughs> um, but Yao was you know pretty good on top of that. Uh, but yeah, I just agree that he's nowhere close to a Shaq, um, a, a Kareem, like just any of the greats down there. Um, so that's, it's, it's a great point. You know, it's funny that the thing I got out of all this was I was looking for him. So I guess I, I knew his number was retired. Uh, did you see that the Rockets are retiring James Harden's number? Oof. That's so strange. I mean, all right. I kind of get it maybe, but to now to now after like all that, that, that like drama. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's... It seems vexing. How many years was he with the Rockets? Uh, I was in college Six, when he got traded. Seven? I think we all were, I should say. We were like juniors, so I don't want to know. Eight years. So he's been there for like a cup of coffee. But I feel like yeah. you know, I feel like you just hand out number of retirements. Like, what the hell? Like, I know he's a great player, but it's not he won numerous like championships. for another team. It's so bizarre. Yeah. And they have some history. They, they, the Rockets have some history. It's not like they yeah. don't have a lot of greats. So mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. Um, all right, but Chad, what about you? Do you got one? Yeah. Um, I got to just preface this the right way because it's it's, uh, it's not so much that she was ever touted as great. It's just her name was all over the place because of the Super Bowl um, ads. So mine was, was Danica Patrick, um, at, who was, you know, a, a pretty good um, Formula One. Right, that's what the other one was that she drove. Yeah, pretty good Formula One driver. But when she came over to NASCAR, she got all this hype and attention, <laughs> and I think was just put on a pedestal that she never really lived up to. And Can you glass some water over there? You're, you're yeah, I'm like dying right here. 
I'll take it from here real quick. So I'll add a point in while you're going. So I thought it was funny how literally I was looking her up just to find anything. And literally every single thing that popped up was just like Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers. And that's not me even just trying to do like that plug. I just was like, <clears throat> was like Dan Patrick goes to Egypt after Aaron Rodgers gets engaged. Derek Roger has cryptic message after Aaron Rodgers gets engaged. I'm just like, oh my god! Like, like, is there anything relevant? Like, and I, it's funny because I kept trying. I was like, I'm not putting something Aaron Rodgers related as like a tweet, like pull this up. But I feel like the sixth one I saw, like going like, and I was on it for like ten minutes. I was like, all right, you know what? No, like I have to make the point now. This is where we're at. So there you go, Chad. I was kind of hyping you up there as you, uh, as you, no, you're good. Had a cool glass of lemonade. <laughs> so you ready for this? Thing was, uh, yeah, it's Coke, but it's okay. Um. So, in her seven years of racing in the NASCAR Cup Series, um, she drove a total of 53,561 laps. Of those 53,561 laps, she led a total of 64 of them. Just a terrible percentage. She was in the top 10 in seven of her races. Um, and had no wins and only was in the polling position one, one time, which Zach informed me before the show, that meant that she won the qualifier to be number one to lead the event. So that only happened once and she never won a single race and she led for a total of 64 laps, which it, I, my very little knowledge of NASCAR watching it. If you're winning a race, like you could be in the lead for like 100, 150, 200 laps. And she only led 64 her whole career. <laughs> hey, Zach, you know more about this than I do. <laughs> no, no, I mean, there's a lot of variables, obviously, like the car, the crew, and all that stuff. But yeah, if you're touted as like this legendary status, you can't just only lead, lead 64 <laughs> laps and have seven times. I think you nailed it, Chad, because it's kind of like you said to me, like, what, what's Danica Patrick known for? I'd be like, well, she's a, now like a race car driver. It's like, and it's like, like, and her accomplishments, or like, and she dated Aaron Rodgers, like, and then she <laughs> using the Good Daddy commercials. Like, what, like, what, like, what, like, like, what? Like, what do you want me to say? Like, that's kind of like where you're at with it. Like, if, I, if you said no accomplishments, I'd be like, oh, I don't know. I just kind of actually just reeled off everything I knew about it right there. Like, like, like it's, like, you know, what I mean? <laughs> that's kind of where it's, where it is. Now, it's funny because. I'm going to go in a completely 180 direction for you boys. Uh, I think Lane Kiffin is one of the strangest stories in all sports. So don't miss now. I, he, okay. I'm not, this is actually funny because it's like, you have to actually start tracking how um, many places he's been at. Right. So, okay. He started with what the Raiders. I mean, that started, but I'm just trying to think of like big jobs. He had like the Raiders and, he was at USC, and he was at Tennessee, and then he was at Alabama, I think, and then he had the falling out with Nick Saban, and then he went to Florida Atlantic, and now he's at Ole Miss, and it's just like, what? And you remember the video scene? It's so funny, too, because this it, I sometimes content just creates itself in front of you when you're not even looking for it, and today was one of those days, and I even took a screenshot. I typed in on Twitter. I was just kind of curious to see like, what would pop up first on like Lane Kiffin's search. I typed in Lane K-I-F. That's it. And the first thing that dropped in was Lane Kiffin video. And I'm just like, oh, God. <laughs> like, what yeah. the hell? Jesus. Yeah. And granted, it really wasn't anything. But but I just – it reminds me of like, those videos you saw about the bars, like, like flirting with college girls. Like, it's, it was weird. It was – you know. I, and I just get – I'm like, if you had this many jobs, it means that you weren't that good of a coach. I just don't get it. 
Yeah, I feel like he's a big name that's always floated out there, but just, yeah. I I, I don't have, like, it's tough. Like, he's he's a big name, and I really don't know where (laughs) it came from. Like, it's, he hasn't had overwhelming success at any of the places he's been. Uh, I mean, he's been moderately to very good, but it's not like he's ever been great, so I don't know. Kind of crazy. Yeah. No. Speaking of crazy guys, you want to pipe up the menu, Zach? Get crazy about it. Pipe it absolutely. Up. Absolutely. So <laughs> we're rolling out our new our new segment. Uh, would you order this off the menu? You know, in, in particular, we'll say, yeah. You know, basically, we, we'll throw a take or a, a certain headline that's out there right now, and uh, if you're hungry for it, you're gonna order it. If not, you're gonna say no thanks. So I'll stick to my fries and cheeseburger. Okay. Should, should we lay out the options here? Yeah, and today, tonight's menu, the special is NFL rule changes, which I think is kind of a fun little twist. Uh, so I guess this is the time frame when, as my pen, um, this is the time of year where the NFL, I guess, with teams, and it's kind of cool because I never really thought, I never really understood how this all worked. But I guess teams can submit p- possible rule, uh, rule changes, and, and not a lot of them go through, but like I guess the pass interference went a few years ago with one of them, and you know, and so on and so forth. So. There were three that trickled out today, um, and I'll kind of punt them over for you. Does, who, does anyone want to go first? Well, I'll, I'll actually offer you our, our first dish, Kieran, if that's all right. Well, you know what the funniest thing is? I actually went rogue. <laughs> oh, you went rogue. <laughs> because, well, because I want to talk about the 17-game schedule thing, but I actually just saw right before we jumped on that the Ravens um, also just made a rule proposal today. So I'll, and I'll even I'll – even, I'll even actually – the waiters – and waitress has a few questions about what I'm reading on the menu here for you. So apparently the Ravens have reported um, a spot and choose overtime proposal, which is kind of interesting. So basically it's sudden death. The first score we win no matter what. But So team A chooses the ball, where it should start, anywhere on the field, I guess. And then team B chooses where if they want to play offense or defense from there. So, like, that's kind of wild when you think about it. It's like chess. Um, it probably it's a pretty pass, strategic move there. I don't see how that could ever happen, but I think it's a very strategic. Because think about it, you could always say like, but I feel like everyone would always, re- well, you'd probably always resort to like the 50-yard line or something, right? Because it's like the neutral ground. So it's like no matter if you are on offense or defense, it's like the same thing. You know, there's no advantage, I mean. Yeah, yeah that's, kind of, that's kind of a wild proposal. Yeah. yeah honestly, you know they'll never do it, but college would be fun. I honestly yeah. love college football's overtime. I wish the NFL had colleges overtime. Could you imagine? I think it's also because they don't want them playing like seven rounds of overtime, banging up their bodies. But I mean, come on, yeah, you're right. Yeah. See, like, they cut down the the overtime from 15 minutes to 10 minutes. Yeah, that's true. They're they're doing basically everything they can to limit it. Right. Yeah. Now I'll spin this one to so Chad because I always reserve <laughs> the rest of my thoughts on that um, after Chad goes with with yours. But Chad, uh, I saw your iron. What the old Eagles are cooking up on the menu today with the little fourth and fifteen onside kick proposal. Yeah, and um, I'm I'm gonna order that off the menu. Um, really? If if you can if you can bring it out to me, um, yeah, I can because I don't like yeah. it. But yeah, go ahead. It makes me <laughs> sick. But sorry, go ahead. Well, what? Well, I mean, what? Like, what don't you like about it? I think it's it makes it a lot more interesting. So. Oh, I hate this, and I'll, I'll, I'll go on a few levels. So the first one being, I hate, and Greg, I guess college football is a little bit bending the rules on this, but 
that's an anomaly mm-hmm. in my head, I guess, but I despise how games are determined by things that are maybe a part of the game, but they're not actually a part of the flow of the game. Meaning that, like, so in hockey, like, I'm all for three-on-three overtime. That's perfect. Hate shootouts because I'm like, yeah, sure, there's penalty shots, but like, it's like, to me, that's like solving a, a, an NBA game with uh, free throws or something after five minutes. It's just like, what? Like, that's stupid. Like, they just keep playing. Like, and, and I get there's a level of trying to curb the game because, like you said, you don't want, you know, we were talking about earlier, you don't want, like, extra hits, extra, you know, contact, a lot of stuff on, on physical sports. But and I'm, I'm all for that. I just don't like having games be decided by something that's almost not in the flow of a game, right? Especially if it's team sport, now it's an individual behavior. It's more like shooting, right? And what I don't like, to wrap it back to this football thing, is what I don't like on a few levels is, you like that's the bed you made for yourself if you need to make an onside kick at this point to save yourself. Like, you don't like, we're, like, is that every down? Like, he's gonna get rid of kickoffs because at this point, you have to do that for teams would have to just try doing that all the time, right? Like, it shouldn't be one of those things where it's like, oh, what's the end of the game? And onside kick's a little too hard, so let's make this interesting and sad. I think it's stupid. I think it's so not a part of the flow of the game where it's like, because what else are you gonna do that never happens where it's like, oh, by the way, there's like, I mean, I don't know, I don't like it. Yeah, I, I mean. I just think they have to, they have to like figure out a way to to make a a rule that's interesting. Then, to, because they're with the current rules they have right now, there's absolutely like zero chance you're getting an onside kick. But they'll like, be that, losing then, I guess. I kind of look at the chat. I know, but that's but there was there was like a ten percent chance that you were going to get it before, but then the player safety stuff <laughs> knocks it down to like zero. Uh... Like, that's the terrible part. Like, they're literally, remember, when it, quite literally, what, like 15 years ago, we were playing CYO football. How many people did we have on, on the left or right side when you try to run outside kick? Yeah. So now you're limited to, I think, five or six on one side. Um, and the defense, it doesn't matter. They can put their guys wherever the heck they want on their side. So, like, it's, it's irrelevant to me that, that they even have an onside kick. So that's why I like the rule is, it at least shakes it up and gives you some type of chance. Now, maybe not fourth and fifteen, but like let's say like fourth and twenty. Like that's not hard. that's not easy to to have happen either, right? One play, twenty yards. Yeah. When when they know you have to get the twenty yards in that one play. I I, I think the fourth and fifteen thing or fourth and twenty, whatever, uh, is it like I think that's exciting. But I I kind of side with you, Karen, as far as like then don't put yourself in that position to you know. I think if you're going to do anything, instead of making the onside kick where, like, the offense has to wait to touch it 10 yards, like, maybe make it five yards. Maybe make it in the middle so that way it's, like, a, a clash. You know, so five I thought about out. that, but I feel like that's, that's – they don't want, like, a like – a Yeah, they don't want <laughs> – it's, it's like player safety. It's, like, an, it sucks. Like, yeah. And I get it. Like, the, like it's it, – it, 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 again, when we were playing football, it was – a person's job just to level the, the first person that touches the football league. So yeah, it's, it's brutal, but it was, it was a fun play and now it's no longer a fun play and it's basically impossible to recover. It's like getting bitchy though about bread, not being on the team. Like at the end of the day, it's like the entree was what was really important about it. It's like, I don't like, sure. Like it spices the game up a little bit, but it's like, I look at it like, okay, well, so let's see. If the team was losing, so I mean, was there like a third down they needed to go off the field for? Was there a third down they needed to move the chains on like six minutes ago? Like, it's like, oh, yeah, as a matter of fact, there wasn't. They didn't do it. It's like, that was the interesting part when that, that, that was the game. Like, like I don't know. That's yeah. just kind of how I look at it. But, um, but yeah, I think, if team, I think if it's like 20, 25, I think it'd be a little bit more okay, in my opinion. 
Which yeah. is about a thirty yard fly. Yeah. But I, I kind of lean with the onside kick still, but it's 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 kind of tough. I, I don't have to be upset either way, honestly. Well, and I'll add this caveat, right? You have to, if you if you were to make this change, you have to let the people do it all the time then. Like going for two, if you will. Like you can't just be like, oh, well, you're down by two, so you can go for two. Like, you know, like it's got to be, like if teams are having a, a sexy offense, we're like, yeah, I can get 15 yards. Like the Chiefs, like, but the thing is, what are you going to play? Make it, take it then? That's, see, that's why I don't like it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, could you imagine? Like, the Chiefs or whatever. Yeah, that's kind of what it would turn into. That's why I hate it. Yeah, if you just if you just like you're feeling yourself early in the game and you want to go up fourteen nothing, or if your defense sucks, you're like, oh whatever, they're gonna score anyway. I might as well just like try to get the ball back. Like (laughs) all you're gonna do is have people try to get the ball back. I mean, which I guess would kind of make a crazy thing, but it's just like it completely changes the flow of the game. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Because think about it, it's like if your defense sucks too. Oh my god, if you were just give up a touchdown and they give up another fifteen yards and they give up a touchdown, like because. A defense, might, and I actually feel like if you wanted to argue player safety, that's what I would say. I'd be like, you might have a defense accidentally being out there for like thirty minutes. Like, yes, yeah, true. Yeah, because then, then all of a sudden, the poor get poor and the rich get richer, right? The offense is just running it down their throat. Then they go from it again, and they run it down their throat. It's like they're just getting more tired and more tired and more tired. It's like, where would it end? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. So, um, all right, Zach, what about you? So the Buffalo Bills pitched one about the interview process, eh? Yeah, you know, I think I think this is a great dessert option, and I'm all for it. I'm gonna throw some chocolate syrup and a uh, cherry on top. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. So basically, they just the whole rule they want is that you can't interview any you know potential new head coaching candidates until after the conference title games uh, in the in the postseason. Um, which for me, I I, I kind of like it because I think it's fair because now every team has the same starting point. I absolutely I see the side if you if there's if you disagree, but I think it's fair because everyone's at the same starting point. If you're a horrible team and you have a coaching issue, like that's your problem. Like, why should you get an extra month in advance to, to start your search? Like, to start it at the same point in time. And the biggest thing I think that the Bills said this for was because both Brian Dable, their offensive coordinator, and Leslie Frazier, their defensive coordinator, who were pretty high candidates, especially Dable, didn't they had a couple interviews, but they didn't get any jobs because they were so far far late in the process that everyone else had already had all these interviews and like they felt fell in love with these other candidates. So now they're stuck still as the assistant. And it's know, tough the, too, right? When you hear assistant coaches like saying like, oh the night before like the playoff game, like oh their offensive coordinators leaving to be like the, the coach of the Texans or something. It's like, but what? Like, you know what I mean? That's weird. Right, yeah. Kind of like and, and I I think it put Dable and Frazier in a weird position where like they felt like this was the year, obviously, and they had a great season. And they didn't want to like go off and you know interview with the enemy and then Oh, by the way, guys, yeah, I'm, I'm out. And there was an interesting stat, I forget who posted it, but um, five assistant coaches from both conference final games combined had, um, let's see, final teams requested. They had 14 head coaching interviews combined out of all five and zero job. They didn't get any of the jobs. That's so you're talking crazy. about enemy, Dable, Frazier, and, you know, I forget whoever else. But, Nathaniel Hackett. What's that? Nathaniel Hackett was one of the interviews with the Falcons. Right. There you go. So, and none of them got a job, you know. Todd Bowles, did you get him in there? Yeah, there's no one. And I think, and I think, you know, there's obviously other factors behind just the timeline, but it's definitely a disadvantage. And I think that's really but the angle. it's hard to prep for an interview when you're also prepping for, like, an NFC championship game or an AFC championship game. Right, exactly. Oh, so, yeah. I think that's their whole spin. Was I don't even think it's from, like, the side that I said at first about the timeline. I think it's more so about being fair to every candidate. Right. So, which is pretty cool that Bill said that. I like that support idea. Support their two assistant coaches. So. Plus, it kind of make February fun. Yeah. 
besides the Super Bowl, absolutely, yeah. And you can really sit down as a franchise and, like, try to, like, organize. Because you can still fire a coach and then, like, be done with that and keep – you know what I mean? Like, you can still – yeah, I, I like that idea a lot. Yeah. Um, yeah. This is fun. You guys have anything hyped up for the weekend ahead before I hype up next week for the show? Uh, nah. This, I, I mean, UFC, 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 there's three There's three title fights this weekend, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. No kidding, huh? Three title yeah. fights. Well, apparently I can't do math either real quick. Well, it's not the 18th. Kieran, come on now. You're better than this. That's an error. E. Kieran. E. Kieran. Date. There we go. All right. So we have a lot of exciting stuff, though, coming up uh, in the week ahead. This is going to be a lot of fun. So we're booked with guests um, on Monday. We got – Chad, this is – I know you're very excited about this one. This is so cool, too. We love Big Five basketball, so the fact that we got the great Dr. John Giannini joining the show to talk some March Madness hoops, and he was awesome on the call um, yesterday, yeah. Chad, with that LaSalle uh, St. Joe's game. Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping we get John on, like, a half an hour at least before so I can just sit there and pick his brain, like, before we go off. Oh, I know, right? I'm so excited for it. I know, I'm so um, pumped. And, you know, it's funny, he made such a great point on the broadcast yesterday about, like, expanding time and fouling and stuff. So I have a lot of things. I'm going to tell him about the story about Ty going throwing the ball through my legs in the Sunny Hill League. So I, I, we'll have some fun with that one. Yeah, no, I mean, we both we both have some interesting things that we can share with him. I'm sure, Zach, you, you mean you as well. Um, just we have, you know, the more big five roots with that. Um, but I, I, I'm, I'm excited. He's was always a, a, a first class, high class kind of guy. Um, so I think he'll be a, an interesting guest. He's also um, has a degree in kines- kinesiology. So um, maybe everyone might need to look up what that is because um, I certainly didn't know what it was um, most of my time at LaSalle. But uh, that's, uh, yeah, he's just, he's, he's, he's a great guy. So, Oh, yeah. I'm so, and, and, to, and to that point, we got, um, my friend did, uh, Lydia Peterson, she does, and this is really cool. So imagine your job is to be in the huddle during an MLB review. You're the person on the headset, kind of like helping the, the umpires and stuff be on the headset and stuff. That's her job. Yeah. That's, cool. That's really cool. Yeah. So we're going to have her on the show a week from tonight. Um, March 11th, and that's gonna, that's gonna be a lot of fun. I'm so excited. She's got uh, pictures with Joe West and stuff, so we're gonna break down. And she does some work for the NFL as well, so we're gonna kind of have a fun little segment on that. And, and we were friends in college too, which is really cool. She played um, for the Temple, Temple women's team uh, at, at the same time I was there, and, and and she's one of the most awesome people you'll ever meet. So we got some awesome guests uh, next week. And to that point, if you want to hear more about just everything that's going on with us, you can check us out on Spotify and iTunes for all the audio episodes. If you can't catch us live, um, and you don't want to watch a video episode, maybe you're driving. It's in the car. It makes sense. Uh, check us out on social media too for all those announcements, Instagram, Twitter, and Reddit at underscore get the sidetrack. And let's move over to Twitch. Hey, if you want to watch the video episodes, but maybe, maybe you want to watch it live, maybe you don't get involved in the chat. Um, heart to the left, subscribe uh, to the right, it's free with Amazon Prime, and then it's almost March Madness time, folks. So don't forget to sign up for the bracket. We have all the details on all those social media circuits. If you're new to the show, you're just checking this out. Um, so we have a free March Madness bracket. If you go on our social media circuits, um, you can find all the information on there to sign up. It's free. We got some really cool prizes, $100 Amazon gift cards, $10 Amazon gift cards, and... Autograph Bob Knight photo. So that's pretty cool. The Looney Tunes. So that's definitely a pretty cool prize. And yeah, so everyone jump in. It's free to join. 
Um, now the catch is you got to subscribe to our YouTube channel. That's the only thing. So there's a little video on how to do it. It's totally free. <laughs> Absolutely free. All you have to do is hit the button. So yeah, if you want to jump in our bracket for free, uh, there's some cool stuff there. And if you feel like spending money, you can always go to the Sidetrack store uh, for this cool stuff there to check out all the time. So as I ramble on, it's a lot of fun though. Another week in the books. Oh, we got, oh man, the Flyers are going to back down 3 2. Um, George Mason ended up. They won. There you go. There you go. Yes. I'm going to be watching uh, these Lipster Boys tonight. So that's going to be fun. Perfect. There you go. All right. Nice. Awesome. You guys got any parting thoughts for the, for the audience? Well, the Sabres. Yeah, enjoy the so. weekend. <laughs> no, yeah, enjoy the weekend. Uh, perfect. Yeah, so we'll have Dr. John Zanini on the show on Monday at 7 o'clock.